This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. You are listening to Strange Assembly, Episode 80, Atlanta Cote 2013. You're listening to Strange Assembly, a podcast about tabletop gaming, especially Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Chris Stevenson, and here with me today are Justin Purdy. Hey. Jay Earl. Hello. And Mike Cook. Hey. And today we're going to be talking about mostly the Atlanta Cote, which was March 9th, and which three of us were the tournament staff for, and the fourth of us, Mike, was a player in. Uh, so I guess the first and exciting for us thing about the Atlanta Cote was that we actually had an attendance increase from, I think, 79 last year to 94 this year that we were not really expecting at all, so that was really nice. And that was a pleasant surprise. I definitely wouldn't have expected this to be that big of a turnout. It's mid-year Cote, you know, or mid-art Cote, I should say. Well, it's second-year Cote, right? Because, I mean, there is no real mid Yes, last Cote season before the end of the arc, and right. yeah, the product isn't dual bug yet because the the releases of the base set are now you know end of the year or whatever instead of in the summer. But yeah, I guess that could be different. There were four other Cote last weekend, and they were they were all in North America. They all had somewhat less attendance than their respective Cote did the year before. Although, I think overall, there was still pretty strong attendance on the weekend. All the other ones in the U.S. had, I think, 70-something players. And Vancouver was had 40-something, which is only a couple less. I think it had 44, which is three less than it had last year. I After what felt like relatively weak attendance over the winter, and I didn't know how people were going to feel about the environment since they had, had to ban a bunch of stuff. Uh, I thought it was pretty good attendance for the weekend. Yeah, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised when you broke down the clans that there, there really wasn't that big of a gap between any of them for the Atlanta. Yes, at, at Atlanta, the the most numerous clans had 13. The least populated clan was Spider, and they had 6, followed by Dragon with 8. So... It was not bad. The other numbers were, yeah, it was 13 Crab, 10 Crane, 8 Dragon, 10 Lion, 13 Mantis, 10 Phoenix, 9 Scorpion, 6 Spider, 13 Unicorn, and 2 Unaligned who were both, I think they were both Oni out of the Forgotten Temple. As far as I know, yeah. I, know, I think they were both, there were two Forgotten Temples. I know at least one was TFD because Rich played against them. One of them, was it Robbie registered as Shadowlands as his clan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the attendance is pretty even overall if you look 
when you average it across the Cote, I think I have the attendance data for four of the five Cote, and that is 29 Crab, 26 Crane, 20 Dragon, 32 Lion, 27 Mantis, 27 Phoenix, 27 Scorpion, 23 Spider, 23 Unicorn, 5 Unaligned. And uh, I guess I should note now, I mean, we're talking about these numbers. Well, we are back to doing the Monday statistics updates on the Strange Assembly website. So you can look and see what all the particular numbers are there. Although, keep in mind that the numbers right now are basically meaningless. Uh, <laughs> because it's As such a small... As opposed to a month from now when they're still fairly meaningless. Cote eh, season is where we actually really accumulate data points. For example, the... Emperor Edition environment, which included a couple of events before Kote season, but then didn't include the end of Kote season. There were about 3,000 players worth of data. The Embers of War environment, which included the tail end of Kote season, had a thousand points of data. And then everything after that is, I mean, is less, you know? I, we, the entirety of the Seeds of Decay environment was 594 data po- players worth of data points. You know, it's Cote season in a month might accumulate as many data points as an entire other environment. It is still rough for things to be statistically significant, but Cote season is really the one place where something that's really unbalanced might actually be statistically significant. But as we've discussed before, I don't think things need to get statistically significant for them to actually be saying something. But but as far as the Atlanta Cote goes, yeah, we were at the gaming pit, which was a new location. Uh, which is big. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda of funny. Yeah. Anybody who was at Tower last year knows that where we had fewer players, we were very cramped and we took up basically every possible inch of the store even when we were using things like the the Warhammer giant tables and these little skinny tables that they had, and Gaming Pit is giant, there actually was still a space problem at Gaming Pit because I and they had some sort of communication issue, I, I think, where they thought we were the 16th for a little bit, and during that time when they thought we were the 16th, they agreed to let Pokemon States... I think that was, or maybe Pokemon. It, it was a big organized thing. It was like a states or a nationals qualifier or something like that. But the gaming pit was is big enough that they were able to have about 30 people more than they expected for the Pokemon event, and 15 people more than I would have put our high-end estimate for the L5R event, and we still, I think, had more space. People were less cramped than they would have been at Tower with fewer L5R players. So it was really good, and the store literally went out and bought more chairs to make sure that everybody was able to sit down, uh, including the Pokemon parents. <laughs> yeah. So that ended up going well. It, it meant that we started late, which I don't like to do. I mean, we ended up starting half an hour late, which I know... That's the joke. Oh, what L5R Cote doesn't start late, but I don't think we usually get started quite that late. I guess, you know, everybody always has some issue come up. 
Did you guys have any other observations at the start of the event? At the start of the event? Well, yeah, before I moved further on chronologically. I mean, mostly it was just like any other, you know, Kote start aside from, I think everybody was kind of getting nervous about the amount of space. But I know by the time we got started, it was, uh, people were, people were definitely getting antsy to get started because we had, we had all the space arrayed and we got all the pairings up. So everybody was at their tables and everybody had their opponent. It was just that we were waiting for another batch of chairs to come in because I didn't want to start the round. So it was sort of like the chairs came in. I liked that we got to do utzes with somebody else in the store. It wasn't just us yelling at ourselves. It was us yelling at the Pokemon players. Right. We got to scare a bunch of little kids playing Pokemon. It was fun. <laughs> we, we it was it was a pretty loud one. I I yeah. think we did a good job scaring but pants off them. The little kids weren't there though. Like that table was empty. I looked over as soon as we were done. Well, we don't actually want to scare small children. I mean, we're speaking figuratively Speak here, Ma. <laughs> Well, because they were literally, they were the closest table to us. They were like horizontally equal. Because it was like two squares and then like one little layer extra or whatever. I, I was like, I don't know. It makes a lot of noise. Uh, we had a pretty good, uh, participation in that. Yes, yes. Uh, including, uh, is it Patrick? Is he the one who has the horn? Yes. Yeah. Somebody, somebody had a horn, yes. From there, I guess things went relatively routinely. We switched from pizza to subs for the food. I don't think we'll do that again. No. It cost more, and we went through it faster. You know, normally with the pizza, like, everybody can go up for first, and then everybody who wants it can get seconds, and then there's still more. That did not happen with the subs. Yeah, with the subs, like, everybody went through, and it was gone. Yeah, I also don't think everybody was listening to that, you know, please take two the first time through. Like, I saw a couple of people with three or four. Uh, well, yeah. we expect that some people don't follow directions, but a few people not following it here and there shouldn't mean no more for anybody, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, ideally, you know, you say two for everybody. People don't actually have to restrict themselves. You know, you just kind of say yeah. that. And that was after I had added more food onto the order because more people had had showed up than we expected. Right. I think we had fewer honor event entries than last year, but we did the fiction contest again. I still like that as an honor contest. I like that better than the costumes, although maybe we'll think about it again next year since we'll have it's done. really time-consuming to judge compared to a lot of the other competitions, I would think, but uh, again, it's that, that thing where you tell me that we're going to judge people's fan fiction, basically, I'm like, oh, shoot me now. But then we actually get there, and it actually turns out to be pretty reasonable. Most people who are actually going to take the time to submit something do a pretty good job. Yeah, well, and it helps that there's there's a, a, a length limitation. I mean, I don't have to read yeah. somebody's 20-page fan fiction. I, that just would not work. But no, no, I I think you're right. I think that that's the fact that costume contests are fast is is a reason, and that's actually to me that was a, is a reason from a TO perspective to like them, and that was actually one of the reasons that we switched to the fiction contest because as compared to the sort of thing I was trying to do before, like the trivia contest, 
The trivia contest required actual work in advance, like real work setting up how you were going to do the Kote and then real time to run the event. And so compared to that, the short fiction thing is easy peasy. Maybe harder than some other honor contest, but we can have RPG characters next year or something. I think, is it one of the Spanish Kote who does that? I, I don't know. I think I had enough people explaining their RPG character to me un, uninvited as it was. I don't need to ask you to explain your RPG character to me. Thanks. Hey, shut up. I was in Winter Core. What is the Wi-Fi? I, I can't help explaining it over and over again. No? <laughs> uh, well, Chris, someone who I was playing with literally told me, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't like that character. Because I don't like the person in Winter I'll tell you after we get done with this match. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I left as soon as that match was done. The crane guy that is a magistrate that, um, he's seven gold and he bows you. And then if you're dishonored, he causes someone to gain or dis, uh, gain or lose honor. Not he's the like, calling. Is it Yoshitada? Because that's the magistrate. Yes, Yoshitada. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, that's the character I could think of from, I don't remember what his, what his card does, but okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, Okay, that's that's really good. I don't know. For me, unless I'm actually in it, I, I, it's hard for me to get sucked into that drama. I don't know. I was in it, so... Yeah, I know. It might have been interesting <laughs> to you. Yeah, well, it's all it's all canon. <gasps> Not really, but... Preferring uh, definitions of canon, yes. It's all canon. With air quotes. Their, their intention was, I think, that it would be all canon, and so by declaring in advance that it was all canon, it would alleviate pressure after the fact to for them to canonize things or not, except that's not how it works. I think ideally, and I'm not saying that this is feasible resource-wise, I mean, I think ideally you end up with something like they had after Winter Court 1, where there's a document that says this is that kind of says this is what went on but ultimately you can call it canon but the fact that i sat there and typed into my computer and then kitsuki hirumi transformed into a dragon and ate everyone Whoa, that doesn't really count you know just doesn't and, and everyone gave him a high five yes yes yeah, is not not the same thing and he rode a motorcycle, and he played an awesome guitar solo. Yeah, no. Yes. Yes. Anyhow, we had the medical incident, I think, during the sixth round. Yeah. How much did the people playing in the tournament actually notice that? I wasn't sure if everybody was still just zoned out. I'd say a chunk of the people who were on the closest side to where it happened noticed. Like a sizable chunk saw it happening, and I think, as usual... Word starts spreading as people whisper it through the tables and all that. Yeah, so we had a, I guess, one of the Pokemon players had a seizure, and I, and it was relatively close to our area, so I ended up on the phone with 911 about that. So that was, uh, hopefully that won't come up again. I, fortunately, you know, it, it all worked out, of course. Yes. No, no, I, and I think he was fine. They, I mean, I kind of left the situation alone once the EMTs showed up, although it felt a little weird to going back to yelling at people about how they had five minutes left in the round. Yeah. So. Such is the life of the TO. 
<laughs> I don't know. So, now you actually played Mike. So, uh, how how good or bad was the experience from the player perspective before we get into what decks made the cut and that sort of thing? Well, the, my very first match was uh, uh, I, I was playing Crane Dueling Honor. Uh, which is not was not a great deck by any means. It didn't have what the cards it needed. I still have not replaced my cards out of uh, Forgotten Legacy, so I was still I was missing things like uh, a game of dice. But but I just was mainly playing to have fun. I'm just gonna point out for the benefit of our audience that he didn't actually ask. He didn't like send an email. Oh, to, no. to those no, of no, us. No. So it's not like we were withholding from the guy. He didn't actually no. ask. <laughs> I've been engaged with so much other stuff. I knew I didn't have time to actually prep, um, and I hadn't seen a crane deck that I thought was going to be capable of doing, especially that you know might be medium strength, so I could take my somewhat mediocre skills and maybe do somewhat well with it. Uh, so I was just like, oh, I'll just go in and I'll, I'll play, just to set what I what I was going for. I just wanted to have fun. Uh, so the first match was against Crane Dueling and. It was not too dissimilar in Matt, uh, deck from mine. I had more swarmy. He went more, um, larger units. But that match was really good. It was very close. And it actually was fun. It wasn't where normally dueling is one person gets out, the person who can't be dueled and then, or can bully duel all the other aboard, especially now. And, and that's basically the game. Um, but it didn't turn to that. Uh, anyway, so that was, that was fun. The next matchup was Mantis Magistrate out of Kalani's Landing or at least had some magistrates, and that's where I really started to learn to hate ingenuity, like, <laughs> a lot. Uh, I, I really, really hate that card. It's but, pretty good. Uh, it's pretty dumb. I, I, I get that all it does, like, all, quote-unquote, it does is dishonor two people, but when you do that for basically no cost, and all you need is an unbound magistrate, I, okay... Um, and Kalani's Landing is, in my opinion, never all that fun a deck to play against. And when you give it that Anketsuki judgment, you don't get to play the game. So, I, I was pretty frustrated at that. The, the guy I played against, he's a really nice guy. It's, you know, I've played against him before. He's from South Carolina. But that was not the best of matches. And I did really, not really enjoy myself for that match. Then next match was Spider. It was, uh, Ninja. He seemed like a fairly new player, and that seemed to be the theme, because now I'm 0-2. Yeah, it seemed to be the theme, uh, especially since I got knocked down into lower brackets pretty fast. There was a lot of new people. And there usually are at L5R Cotes, but it seemed like, I don't know, maybe half the field was new. That's completely off the top of my head, and there's no numbers or anything to back that up. Yeah, speaking but, from the organizer experience, it, there were a lot of there were at least a few people who were just standing around who were new and just kind of wanted to watch. There was one Pokemon player who wanted to learn to play L5R, and there were a bunch of people who it was their first Kote. Yeah, at some point, yeah, it was like, can you, you know, teach somebody how to play? And I'm like, I really can't do that in the middle of running the Kote. That's just not feasible. I'd like to, but you'll have to ask later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to do an exhaustive review. Of, I'm just trying to get to where... Uh, I won against that because he played ninjas, and ninjas just had no actions, and it was actually the type of deck my deck wants to play against. Because um, I've got a whole bunch of battle actions, and I he's not killing all my people, so I get a whole bunch of honor and save provinces. 
and ninjas just don't have any actions printed on them. Then my next was, my fourth was another crane duelist, and that one was the stereotypical, okay, he got what he needed and I did not. It also didn't help the turn that uh, I had four people out on the board, and he dishonored all of them in the same turn in the limited. So, you know, that that's always fun. Oh, look, do you want to try to defend? Well, you can defend, but you're going to knock yourself lower. Which is, part, you know, partially my deck construction. I, I didn't have any way of dealing with ingenuity, but it still, like, really, really irked me. Is there a way of dealing with ingenuity? I've been meaning to research it. I don't, I mean, maybe Looking if you... The table. Yeah, basically. Uh, it just, you know, two cards, I have four people dishonored, and they're all at least three, per- well, I guess there's one with two personal honor, but they're all usually about three, and I was not, you know, advancing in honor very fast, because I couldn't really duel that many people. Um, I was advancing faster in honor than him, but as soon as I show up to defend, oh, well, he- well, actually, he wasn't that far behind me, and he was a military deck, so that was the other issue. When Coronada shows up, or not Coronada, or yeah, it's Coronada XP is uh, legal, right? I think it might be as XP2, but yeah. XP2, yeah, XP2. XP2 shows up with a weapon, and it's like, oh, look, I have no chance of dueling you. And I put in um, Theological Indecision to help deal with things like that, uh, because it gives somebody negative two chi as an open. I have to use it the turn I think they're going to attack, or, you know, the turn I want to use whatever dueling in the action phase. But uh, along with discarding the Celestials with as much as Celestial C play, it's, I, it was actually a pretty decent card for that deck, I felt like, for most of the uh, game. Now, I, I have to ask you, Mike, are you really our Kakita, the guy who, who, after playing an Arcote, rage quit from L5R for the rest of Emperor Edition? That was not me. <laughs> we had a couple of experiences with people not happy about the rules. I think this, the handle was Arkakita, but that was a player who just didn't like, doesn't like the environment, and oh, yeah. in particular felt that Crane was... That's the guy on the forums, right? Yes, that was the guy on the forums. Yeah, I don't know who that was at the tournament. Yeah, we did have another player at the tournament who... Did he quit the tournament entirely? I think he just quit his match. He was saying he was going to quit entirely. Oh, yeah, because he did not like the rule, yeah, because I got called over twice for rulings that he did not like, and one was about terrains and the fact that the part of things like Heart of Darkness that bows you is not an action, so you can't yep. negate it with no, no fear. Nope. And the other one was about Dragon's Breath Castle, and if you attack with only one guy and he dies, does your opponent gain the two honor? And the answer is yes, mm-hmm. he does. Which just sounds wrong, but not, that's the way it works. Well, it's because of the way the card is worded. The card triggers yeah. on, it's like, if you have any personalities in play, okay, and then it says, if none of them attacked, then they gain the two honor. So the question is just, what is them? And them is the personalities you have in play. So right. it works how it says, Neither of those is really a corner case. I mean, the fact that terrains, the traits aren't actions, is not really a particularly nuanced aspect of... I mean, the the Dragon's Breath Castle is at least card-specific, but he was very angry about having both of those rulings in one game. Well, and uh, I believe No No uh, No No Fear says after your person's been targeted, 
and neither of those trains even targets. They're both chews. So doubly doesn't work. <laughs> well, at least I think it was notified. What a, I did have a ruling that I I don't know why I had this had not occurred to me, but it it came up in another game that you can you can ninja trick someone trying to play a terrain or bad karma. It I, I yeah for some reason I just hadn't thought about it in those terms. Yeah. Is that if you've got one of the negations that does not look at your guy being targeted, then you can shut down the terrain. Yep. Anyhow. Oh, and car- bad karma is one of the only ways you can deal with ingenuity when you really wouldn't care. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, my fourth match was Crane, and the guy was nice enough, but it was just one of those, this match is going downhill really fast, um, and then the ingenuity thing happened again, and it was really ticking me off. Uh, I shouldn't let it get to me, but it, it just did. I, I think that card is dumb. Anyway, so I conceded the match because it came very... Never before has someone been so pissed off at a card that only dishonors your personalities. I mean, think about it. He could still be yeah. playing with Shameful and Cowardly. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but Shameful and Cowardly, at least I would have had some options to do something beforehand. Uh, yeah, I don't you, know. They can't do it until the battle. They can't then kill your guy with Katsuki Judgment for cheaper and... Shameful and Cowardly didn't draw you a card. But yes, but apparently, it turns out, maybe the, the, the lesson we should take from this is a, a single card that says, Dishonor two people and does something else is just really good. Yeah, well, in Limited, that only needs an Unbowed and replaces itself at the end. Yeah, well, the something else that this one does, yeah, is is draw a card later on, whereas Shameful and Cowardly, the something else was force penalties. Oh, and he Hikatsuki Justice uh, justiced me, too, if I remember right. Kitsuki Judgment. Judgment, yeah, sorry. So far, I mean, that felt like the most prominent card from Torn Asunder. Yeah, you guys are kind of jerks. There was a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people playing Kitsuki Judgment, for sure. I really think it is my... Well, you know, and I play a dueling deck, but there's usually options around it. I still think that Limited Kill is one of the worst things you can put in L5R. Just in my personal opinion, because it stops people from actually being able to play. Uh, so that's the fourth round. I got knocked out, so that was one in three. I didn't really care. It was more that I, I had stopped having fun. I had a lot of fun in the first one. Didn't really have fun in the next three. But then after that, I played mostly uh, mostly new ple- uh, people, and I had generally had some uh, had fun. Um, I had some pretty good matches. Also, since I stopped, I guess because I stopped caring. Not that I ever really cared. But it just took, took, I guess, extra pressure off, and I, I had some pretty good matches. I played against a Caillou deck, which was interesting. It was, it was a fairly new player, uh, or returning player, I should say. Then another Dragon Kensei deck, and the thing I should say is, right around this time, I kept hearing conversations around me, and there was just a lot of new player talk. It was a lot of oh, I've never seen this deck. A lot of people had not seen Crane Dueling. I joked, people asked how I was doing, and I was like, you know, I'm out, but I'm doing really well now that I'm in the uh, I've never seen Crane Dueling before bracket. <laughs> <laughs> when you haven't seen it, you, like people, when you have to remind people how to duel, it's usually not going to go too well unless my deck just completely blows up. It, yeah, yeah, you could, if somebody started with Emperor Edition, you could reasonably go uh, quite a ways... In Emperor Edition tournaments without ever getting dueled. Yeah. Quite some time. Which was funny because it seemed like all, like half the decks, all the crane decks I played and half the decks I saw were all dueling. I was like, what is wrong with us? <laughs> Why are we not playing something at least trying to be better? 
I don't know how any of them did. Like the one that I saw was quarters uh, that was in like uh, playoffs. Yeah, there, there were two two crane decks made the five two cut, and I think they were both just sort of mishmash honor decks. Right. Courtiers and whatever else. Like the the mishmash honor deck and the enlightenment deck are the only two that I've seen that seem to have any kind of chance of competing up uh, with the other people. But I didn't really have time to to put it together, so. Uh, whatever. Like I said, I, I I had fun for the rest of it. I'm trying to remember what else. Uh, I had another match that I won. I like I won all the rest. So I actually technically finished four three, which is my best uh, Cote finish yet. Sad to say. <laughs> You've got the skills. Woo! Well, like I said, once you get into the uh, I've never seen Crane dueling before bracket, I actually had to tell a guy that he couldn't move. He was playing the Dragon Kensei deck. He split with his people. Took province with one guy. Went over to the one where I actually opposed him. And then tried to move in. And I'm like, really? It's been a while since you've been allowed to do that. So I, I was like, you know, oh, you can't do that. He was like, oh, I wish these cards would be more clear. And I'm like, it's a basic rule game of the, uh, it's a basic rule of the game, dude. It's, you know, I know it's, it can be one that's easy to forget. Well, but... I mean, you got, we got, uh, you got to cut people. So yeah. like L5R is really the top end of the complexity spectrum as far as, any of the current games, the optimizable yeah. card games go. I mean, I wasn't mean or anything about it. I was just, I didn't even say anything. I was like, "Yep, no, sorry, you can't move. In. You can't move in." He didn't call judge because I mean, I knew he could call judge. That was fine. Uh, and also, Kensei tend to have a bad matchup against duelists unless they get over chi. So that didn't go too well for him, unfortunately. But well, that's uh, usually I see. Uh, Kensei being a deck that crane players will heavily complain about as far as dueling goes. Well, it, yeah, it just gets, if you manage to get two weapons that both have a chi bonus on them, then it becomes basically impossible to deal with. Also, I kept killing off his people because the entire, uh, the entire game, I, I borrowed one of the new kill duels, so I had six kill battle duels in there. My biggest problem was I couldn't keep people in battle to kill people off. Like, I had plenty of actions, I just couldn't get to battle. Or I, I would get dishonored, so I didn't want to go to battle because it was counterproductive. In so many games, I can't tell you how many times I started running out of people before I'd run out of kill actions. But the twos, the twos from those uh, kill duels actually do hurt. You wouldn't think they would, but I, I actually came close. Uh, I actually had to substitute cards for my hand several times to make. Oh, I believe you. Duels. I've had to run duels before, and the fact that most of them have that little two on the bottom is a little annoying. That was most of my experience, you know. It's I had I did end up having fun. I talked to a lot of people. They were really nice to meet. It's always cool to see other to talk to other people. Um, I saw people that come from like North Carolina and Florida. It, it seemed to be mostly southeastern. I think Louisiana is the furthest I heard from, other than Trevor, of course, who came from Seattle. Yeah, and congratulations to Trevor for being on the PDT. It's apparently the the requirement is that. You can't actually actively be on Strange Assembly. You have to kick <laughs> us to the curb, and then you can... <laughs> Yep. But I, I expect we'll see really good things from him. He always had a solid grasp of the game, like they said. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting pause, then laugh. 
Yeah, well, we're, I'm, I'm we're just, just all uh, picturing all the Mantis Ninja Kenkus <laughs> Knowing the way that he usually appraises cards and stuff, I can just imagine him going over a list of cards and just saying, broke, worthless, broke, broke, worthless, 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 broke, worthless. There's no in-between, you know? <laughs> yeah. This yes. 5-force line dictation is horrible. Throw him away. This card is stupid. Yeah. That's okay. Well, and he did, you would frequently say that about his own clans cards. You know, like, Kalani's Landing, this card's stupid. I, <laughs> I agree it's stupid. Yes, yes, and he means it in the exact same way you do. <laughs> but, uh, let's see, so, at the Cote, what did well, uh, what Donnie won again, and he was playing Phoenix Honor, 21 people were 5 and 2, and so those 21 people were playing Phoenix Non-Human, Spell Military, Mantis Magistrates, Pokemon, Phoenix Honor, Berserkers and other large crabs, and other Mantis Magistrates. The Sens was playing a unicorn mishmash out of Journey's End Keep with, like, non-humans and some commanders and... There was a Lion Paragons, there was a Mantis Scout deck, Ancestor Honor, uh, the two Crane Honor decks, you had another Mantis Magistrate deck, Slavin had his Lion Scout Paragon deck, there were two Kensei deck, two Dragon Kensei decks, one Thunder deck, I'm sorry, there were three Crane decks in the, uh, in the 5-2 bracket. Yet another Mantis Magistrate decks, and then Scorpion Dishonor and Yasuki Dishonor. So, that was actually pretty, I was thinking there were, uh, only two cranes. So yeah, we had three crane in the, in the cut, that's pretty good. Yeah. So. I'll get, I'll get their deck list from you later, no. <laughs> uh, I, we didn't, we didn't collect deck lists this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so the, the top four was, was two Mantis and, yeah, including the Scouts. And the, uh, the ancestor honor. And then, then Donnie. And it's, and it's interesting. And here's, uh, here's something about like how close, how Razor's Edge L5R can be. The two Mantis decks that were in the top four didn't really go 5-2 during the tournament. Both of them were 4-2, lost to another Mantis deck in the seventh round. And then had their opponent concede to them after having won the game so that they could go home or whatever. And then they top forward. So I found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, really weird, a Mantis scout deck using followers took second place. <laughs> just, just weird. Yeah. And if you, and if you go on the, the Kabune port website, he has put that deck list up i at some point will go back to doing the deck list posts or i may act or although they may be in the form of deck link posts where i just link to where the lists are rather than rather than copying them out and then linking you back to their, where they were originally from for the discussion so uh i'm not sure how much benefit there i guess there's some benefit uh putting the list on there in case the other side eventually goes down. But other than that, I don't know that it's really a problem, you know, to click through and read the discussion. So, I mean, you had to click through to read the discussion anyway. Okay. So, 
got done in a reasonable time, which is always nice. It helped that the uh, the finals game they decided to just play best of one. Yep. That that was helpful. Uh, and we actually had a there was something there was a dinner break even for the people who had to play in the play in round. Whereas last year, it was if you were in the play in round, you didn't get a dinner break. <laughs> you just had to play yeah. through. So. If we don't have anything else about the Atlanta Cote, I think we're going to call this one for now. We will uh, be back in not too long to talk about some of the broader environmental and Cote storyline stuff, like the fact that a lot of people want to kill the Phoenix now, that sort of thing. Sure, Jay, you may have some opinion about that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Okay. But for... Jay Earl and Justin Purdy and Mike Cook. I'm Chris Stevenson. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can check us out on the web at strangeassembly.com or you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. We do like to hear from you in any of those places or you can email me at chris at strangeassembly.com. Thanks for listening.